Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. Hello, Montana. Big Sky Media Days, the coaches speak. 
The NHL officially has 32 teams in it, and we are one hour away from first pitch of the Major League Baseball season. Hi, how are you, boys and girls? It is Tutel and Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio and across the great state on your televisions, SWX Montana Television. Outstanding to be with you. Thanks for letting us ride along on this very nice Thursday afternoon. We appreciate that. Hope you are well. If you would like to listen on the World Wide Web, it's easier for you. Maybe if you're out of market, whatever the case is, go to our website, 1029ESPN.com, 1029ESPN.com. You go there, you listen live all the time on the stream. The stream is available thanks to our friends at Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to pick up your phone and call us, you can do that as well. 361-3688. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And by the way, again now, you can text that number as well. You know, you don't want to get you get up on your radio. Okay, makes you nervous. I understand that. I'm just uh, as nervous as I could be right now. 361-3688. You text that in. Your comments, your thoughts. Uh, we will uh, happily uh, take those and uh, and take your feedback and maybe even occasionally talk about it a little bit. Uh, let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Uh, first of all, let's start with the obvious. Solo dolo for me today. Coulter out today. He's out tomorrow. Uh, he is uh, working very hard, no doubt, given that it is Big Sky Conference Football Media Days today and tomorrow. Uh, but uh, he had a scheduled uh, couple-day vacation here going into a long weekend, so we uh, are happy that he gets to have a little bit of time. And so it's you and it's me and it's the boys in the back as well, Reese and Tommy milling about in the uh, in the production studio. So there you go. Uh, in the show today, we got a ton of sound from for you from Bobby Houck and from Jeff Choate. Okay? They uh, spoke today at length. I will kind of highlight for you the way that the Big Sky Media Days took place uh, today uh, on Pluto TV. And by the way, they, they're kind of just running it in a loop. So if you're caring to watch, uh, you can uh, you can check it out on Pluto TV, uh, either online or on your built-in television, my TV at home. You got the thing right there built into the TV so you can see that. They also have a bunch of the audio saved uh, there uh, on the website at the Big Sky Conference uh, website. But hopefully we have distilled most of that down for you here and we'll go through it. We will also go through the preseason media and coaches polls which were released today. Uh, so we'll get to all of that. We also, about a half an hour, Paul Standen going to join us. He is the tournament director for Digmazula Volleyball. That's right. Today we got a bunch of football to talk about. We're going to get into some volleyball as well. Uh, brand new sand courts, sand courts at Playfair Park in Missoula. He has worked tirelessly for a long time to uh, get volleyball, sand volleyball specifically, uh, to uh, have a, a larger share, as they say, right? A larger share of the pie in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana and has done an excellent job. So we'll talk to him about the new courts that are there, the uh, tournament that isn't happening, but the future and also the scholarships uh, that are being raised through Dig Missoula Volleyball. Also, one other thing today, well, actually two other things. The Seattle Kraken are a part of the NHL. The team unveiled its name, its logo, its sweater today. Phenomenal work uh, by Seattle. There is now 32 teams in the NHL uh, starting in a year from now, the 2021-2022 season uh, is uh, when uh, Seattle is slated to to join. Uh, they will be playing in the new 
what was the formerly key arena. I don't know exactly what it's called now. Amazon has rights to it, but they're not naming it the Amazon Arena, so we'll get into that. But they're playing in it. what will be a completely revamped and overhauled downtown arena in Seattle. They're near the Space Needle, uh, which the uh, Seattle Storm will also play in. So they're anticipating about 200 events a year in that building between sports and uh, concerts when it's all said and done. Don't ask me about parking. If you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. And also, yes, Scherzer and Cole take the mound. Game one and game two of the Major League Baseball season uh, is uh, this evening, 5 o'clock, first pitch between uh, Washington and the New York Yankees. We will join that game in progress right here on ESPN Radio, and I will uh, try and keep you apprised of what's going on on that uh, on that game uh, as we go through the second hour of the show as it's begun. I am... I'm I'm not happy Coulter's not here, okay? But I can have my joy and excitement about baseball being back without his wet blanket throwing on top of it. You know what I mean? So, all right. Hey, let's look at what happened today with some big Sky Conference stuff. We will start with Bobby Houck, but before we get into his sound specifically, uh, let's look at the preseason polls officially released today uh, and uh, who lines up where. It is very similar uh, between the two. The top three, in fact, the top five or six identical in these two polls. Weber State, the number one team in the Big Sky Conference. Montana, number two. Montana State, number three. Uh, It's followed by Eastern and Sacramento State at four and five. By the way, uh, Coulter and I talked about this at length yesterday uh, on the ESPN Roundtable and on this show. Uh, I had Montana State at number one, but again, they have... Of the three, what I, I think are the very clear top three teams in the Big Sky Conference, Weber State, Montana, and Montana State, it wouldn't surprise me any order that those three might finish in. There's always one team that jumps up and surprises teams. I don't know who that's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Eastern. It could be Sacramento State. I still like Sacramento State, but it, it seems clear to me that we there's a, there's an obvious top three in the Big Sky Conference this year, and it's the Wildcats, the Cats, and the Grizz. The thing is, I have Montana State as the, the the team I like the most by a hair. They also have what is clearly the hardest schedule of the three. And so if you're talking about, well, where are they actually going to finish? I think Montana State has a harder road than everybody else, well, than, than those other two teams. Uh, okay, I think Weber's got the easiest, and I think Montana's there in the middle. So, you know, how these shake out ultimately is is, you know, not that big a deal it, when I talk about how it shakes up the preseason poll, like what the preseason poll ends up being, we know isn't that that important. What I do like to look at, though, a little bit is how some of the uh, 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 voting went down. Ultimately, Weber State, this is the media poll, got 28 first place votes. Montana got eight and Montana State got six. Eastern Washington got one and one surprise. Who knows there's the outliers here, but UC Davis, uh, who finished sixth in the polling, also got one. In the coaches poll, Weber State finished with seven, Montana with three, and then Montana State, Eastern Washington, and Sacramento State each got one. Nobody else had any uh, first place votes in the coaches poll uh, there. By the way, Northern Colorado, Southern Utah, Idaho State, Cal Poly, that's your bottom four, counting from the bottom up, Cal Poly at 10 in the coaches poll. Uh, Portland State, Idaho, Northern Northern Arizona, they're all there in the middle all on all of these polls. And so, you know, what order they're in, there's a little shifting around there, but that's basically the deal. You have your top six are all in the same order, a little bit of movement in the middle of the pack, and then the bottom four. And so that's kind of that's what it is. I guess it's fine. The coaches poll, I don't really understand why they even got to do it. I don't even think a lot of coaches 
actually are the ones filling this out or taking a lot of time with this thing. Uh, also, if they do, I think it's more a matter of posturing than anything else. So I don't pay a lot of mind to it. I think the media poll is the more sort of honest poll, if you want to call it that. There's certainly a lot more people involved in terms of voting. There's about, I don't know, 45 different voters on this thing. And so you get at least a little bit better spread. And again, it was pretty it was pretty clear that Weber State was, uh, you know, the... I, I, it's, I don't even know if overwhelming is too strong, but they were the clear favorite uh, on, on both of these. Uh, 28 first place votes to just eight from Montana and six from Montana State. So they were clearly the front runners. And, you know, again, why not? I mean, Jay Hill has proven now since he's built that program to where it is, you know, the question that happens is anytime a team ascends to the point where Weber State did three years ago, and they made their first playoff and a, and a bit of a playoff run and, in fact, pushed JMU to the limit where, I mean, they, I thought the game was won for Weber State and then it turned out to not be. But when a team who's had some success but hasn't had that kind of success gets that, you wonder, well, can that be repeated? Can they do it again? Can they establish themselves as a national contender year in and year out? Jay Hill has proven that they can, that he can. Then he has done that now at Weber State, and they're going to be good again. That's the challenge that lies ahead of Troy Taylor, right, at Sacramento State. They they win the league. They have a share of the league title. They get to the number four team in the country. They make it to the playoffs for the first time ever. And then they get bounced, and they lost in upset fashion, at least perceptibly upset fashion, in the uh, their last game of the season, which was the first game of the playoffs. And that's a very disappointing and bitter loss, even though the season was heads and shoulders better than any that Sacramento has, State has had. But now can Troy Taylor, especially with the loss of Kevin Thompson, reload and get going again? We'll find out soon enough. But Sacramento State, again, five in both of these polls. So there you go. Uh, a look at the way the preseason polls shook out. Let's get into some sound. The way this set up is the uh, they did this you know, remotely. So each coach was wherever he was. Most of the coaches appeared to be in their offices. Bobby Houck was on a deck with a very nice lake in the background. I don't know which lake exactly, but he was uh, clearly uh, out uh, away in uh, some recreational spot. So, you know, good for I didn't get out of town, you know, might as well be uh, do this thing from my deck. Uh, but Bobby Houck, uh and they, what they had is they had about three or four coaches at a time go through. And uh, the conference representative would ask questions uh, to each of the coaches. Some of them were for all of them. Uh, occasionally there were coaches just for an individual, uh, questions for an individual coach. But uh, they went, you know, kind of all together. Bobby Houck, uh, he went with the Mario Warren uh, of Southern Utah and Chris Ball at Northern Arizona. So there was, you can understand there's kind of four people on the call, including the, the person at, at asking the questions. But we kind of siphoned that stuff out, got to uh, just the Bobby Houck stuff. So here you go. Here's a, a, a couple of sound bites for you from today, the Big Sky Conference Football Media Days with Bobby Houck. Now, Coach Houck, although the narrative around the league will be how does Montana replace Dalton Sneed and Dante Olsen, internally it seems you have a lot of confidence in guys like quarterback Cam Humphrey and the linebacker Jace Lewis. Where does that confidence come from? How do you know what's going on internally? <laughs> this is a media question. So <laughs> that's their question. But they seem hey, to we're real. I'm, just, I'm, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, you can come to any meeting you want, anytime. <laughs> But uh, we uh, we feel good about our, our team. Um, we feel that we've uh, 
really established a, a good uh, depth uh, at every position. Uh, we feel like we've made improvements at all the positions where we needed to. Certainly when you have great players, I mean, the, the Buchanan Award winner going out and Dante Olson, and then you started quarterback who was a great player before he got injured last year. Uh, when you have those guys going out the door, those are big holes to fill. But that's college football. That's what DeMario has to do it, and Chris has to do it, and every other coach in our league has to do it every year. And, and I think that uh, that's the nature of a good program is you're able to, to uh, retool every offseason and go out and compete and win. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. So there you go, talking about the depth uh, in particular, which is a theme that Coach Houck would come back to, and and uh, I think I don't know, spent some time on that after he said his piece. But yeah, I mean, you know, like they, that is the nature of college football. If you're doing it right, great players are going to graduate every year because they got to be great players in your program, right? All conference, all American, Buck Buchanan level players walk out the door. And the good news is that they were developed to a point where they became that. And then you go, okay, well, we got to figure it out. But that is the nature of college football, of having four years of eligibility and maybe five years in a program, and then you just, you know, turn the thing over. And so if you're turning it over, if you're turning a, a, a class over that just empties the cupboards, then something, something's gone wrong, right? I mean, you, you this is... This is what it is. You're always refilling behind guys and see who comes through. So uh, some more from Coach Houck talking about trying to be better than they were a year ago. Coach Houck, what in your mind is the step your team needs to make to not only repeat last year's success but improve upon that? Well, that's the word. We just need to continue to improve. Um, we had we had a couple games where we didn't perform very well. Otherwise, we were, we were, uh, we were pretty good. Uh, and, and we won 10 games for the first time in a long time around here. Yeah, I don't know if it was, I don't know, eight or nine years or something like that. So I think we're on track. Uh, we're, we're, we just, it's about working hard, being diligent with your preparation, both in season and out of season, and getting better. And, and we want to play our, our best football uh, when we get to the month of November. And, and we did that uh, a couple of times, and then we uh, didn't do it a couple of times. So play good in all three phases and get her going. Uh, he was also asked about North Dakota State, which is the uh, ultimately the question that every coach of the FCS has to ask, ask himself, right? How are we going to beat the Bison? I thought story time with Bobby Houck was pretty entertaining. Well, that's certainly multifaceted. They have a lot of good, you know, I, you know, I've known the last uh, three head coaches at North Dakota State really well, and we've actually shared some things over the years. So I have a good insight into how they're doing things. And, I mean, if you would start, we need to fund our programs like they're funding theirs. I mean, they're building facilities. They're paying full cost of attendance. They've got their guys there. They've got staffing. They've got nutrition. They've got all the things that uh, 
all the big time football programs have. So it starts with that. And then you've got to keep recruiting and developing your players. And you don't, you don't overcome something like that over the night, over overnight. But my, my brother coaches at, at Philadelphia and I had a chance to visit with Carson Wentz a couple of years ago, just for a few minutes. And, uh, and I said, we're coming after your guys. And he said, good luck with that. And he was right. But I had to remind him that there wasn't too many years ago we were ahead of them. So a couple of things there. First of all, on the, on the serious note, uh, the funding that he talks about is is very real. I thought it was interesting while I was watching this. Again, Demario Warren and Chris Ball both on the call, and when he started talking about what North Dakota State has in terms of facilities, in terms of funding, in terms of full cost of attendance, scholarships, etc., they were both nodding their heads and and clearly in agreement about that is where closing the gap begins, which is investing in football at the level, the same level that they do in Fargo. Now, I do think it's ironic that outside of Fargo, I'm not sure anyone has invested more in football than what has happened at the University of Montana. I mean, I think the Champion Center is the jewel of jewels at the FCS level in terms of a workout facility. They have a little, they you know, a nutrition area in there as well. Now, I don't know what the facilities are like in total at NDSU, and certainly full cost of attendance is a major uh, selling point uh, for for uh, the Bison, not to say, what is it, nine national championships? That's also uh, a good reason uh, to, uh, to, or a good way to get players into your program. But it isn't all equal. That is a fact. Also, the distance between NDSU and Montana is far less than the distance between Montana and, say, Southern Utah. I mean, when you look at something like that, I mean, it's it's just not even close. Montana is a nationally elite program in terms of facilities uh, and, uh, obviously, stadium atmosphere and all of that. Uh, the, 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 the scholarship side of it is a different story Uh and and I think we understand why, right? I mean, you got to have it has to be university wide policy on how you're going to go ahead and do this thing. And you were talking about, you know, full cost of attendance doesn't sound like that much when you go, you know, three thousand dollars or something like that, thirty five hundred dollars a semester. But it turns into millions of dollars quickly. And and you're not just talking about football, right? You're talking about an athletic department. So uh, there's a lot that goes into it. But it's a reasonable consideration, and not just reasonable. It's an accurate consideration about what the difference is or the distance is between NDSU and and basically everybody else at the FCS level. Uh, Carson Wentz versus Bobby Howe. Wentz did win that one. That is a fact. We'll see if uh, that continues for how much longer. Uh, Tutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Ryan Tutel here. Colton Nuanas out here today. Paul Standen of Dig Missoula going to join here in about 10 minutes or so. But a couple more pieces of sound for you from uh, Bobby Howe. They talked a little football at the start, then they got into some COVID uh, questions, and then they got into uh, questions of racial equality, social justice. Uh, we'll get into that in the second hour of the show, but we'll bring you the stuff uh, on COVID and the procedures that were there. The question that was asked, is there anything that you'd have to do with your program because of COVID that you think you'll continue to do in terms of implementing maybe something that you found uh, that you're like, hey, you know what? Actually, this works pretty well, and we're going to keep doing it. Bobby, how didn't exactly answer that question. I'll be real intrigued to see how much of it they retain. You know, I, I don't think our players do very well in online education. You know, the online classes, generally, I don't think they learn much. So 
it'll be interesting to see what they retain. Maybe I'll change my opinion on that, but I don't think so. And then, uh, you know, the idea that the coronavirus is going away is erroneous. It's with us. So there are certain things we're going to have to continue to do and probably be more aware when guys aren't feeling well and, and trying to extract them from the mix until we, we know what's wrong with them. So there you go. I mean, okay, you're being aware that, that that's what's going on. Uh, he said, I don't know what they're planning to retain. Pretty clearly, he's planning to retain nothing. <laughs> okay, let's just say that. When this is over, when this is a thing of the past and historical event, presumably Bobby Houck will resume 100% of the way it was uh, prior to COVID when it comes to his football team. Uh, another question, this about protection in the time of COVID. Now, Coach Hawk, the biggest challenge is towards keeping your players and coaches safe and how COVID-19 has affected your program. Well, the good, the good news is, as we're finding out, is the coronavirus isn't lethal for people our players' age. So they don't worry about it too much. And, and um, you know, get them getting back together and playing football um, – certainly is probably not going to put them at a at great risk. Um, what I have seen is the separation they've experienced over the last few months, particularly this spring, has been disastrous for their mental health. It's just been awful for them. Uh, they're suffering mentally from it, and we need to get them back together. And, you know, like I said earlier, the coronavirus isn't going anyplace and half measures don't work. So uh, my opinion is we either go or we don't go. We shut the country down, and which I don't think is feasible financially, personally. And then uh, the other side of it is we go or we don't go. If you're uncomfortable, don't play. Don't coach. Don't go to the games. If you're comfortable, go. Let's roll. So uh, pretty obvious where Bobby Houck stands on coronavirus, on COVID-19. Uh, he's not going to worry about it. And the, he's, the players, he says, aren't worried about it because it doesn't kill them. Uh, probably not the, uh, I don't know. It's an amazing line, right, to tell when you're, not not to tell, not towing it at all, to, uh, to say what's on your mind when you're a head football coach. We know that he wants to get everybody back together. We know that he wants to play football. And look, it it's what you do. You're a head football coach. That's what the point of this gig is that you're up to. Um, whether or not it's going to be detrimental or lethal to your actual players is just tremendously short-sighted in my view. I mean, that's not really the point. Certainly, we don't want anybody to get sick. But also, this is something that whether we like it or not, we're all in it together. We're all in society, all in community in the city in the country in the world together so the more people that have it the more people are going to get it and measures that are preventative to try and slow or stop or flatten the curve wherever you want to talk about it seem to me to be reasonable um but perhaps not it's two telling one is one of two ninety espn radio was asked one more question had a little back and forth about both a twitter handle and then not much to say after the question was asked, ultimately. Now it is time to answer some questions from Big Sky Football fans on Twitter. Up first, Coach Hauk, this question came from zg for real He said, I know Coach Hauk. That's an odd name. <laughs> well. <laughs> who's, who's, there, 
Who, whose parents named their kids ZG for real? I think that's that's the Twitter name. Oh, I gotcha. Yes, yes. <laughs> he said, I know Coach Hauk only looks forward, so I won't ask about last year, but how do you shift the balance of power back to Missoula from Bozeman? Done. It's already done. All right, mic drop. Anything else you want to add to that, or that's it? No, nah, we need to win that game. They, okay. they, they, they kicked our ass last year, and, and we're not pleased about it. So there you go. The balance of power has already shifted back to Missoula, according to Bobby Houck. It's T-Tail Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We'll take a break. We'll hear more from Coach Houck. The top of the hour, we're going to hear uh, quite a bit from Jeff Choate, spend some time with what he uh, had to say. He has less sound bites because he has longer sound bites, such as the nature of covering these two programs at this point in time. So uh, we will hear from from uh, Jeff Choate, the Montana State head coach at 5 o'clock. Next, though, how about Paul Standen? Paul Standen is uh, the president of Dig Missoula Volleyball. It's sand volleyball, boys and girls. Outdoor, brand new courts at Playfair Park over there by Sentinel High School. Going to talk to him about what it took to get those put together and the expansion beyond that, even that is still in the works. Not to mention all the good work in the community in general that Dig Missoula is up to. So we'll look forward to talking with him right after this. Hey, the second annual Smoke on the Water presents Fire in the Hole. It's a nine-hole scramble Saturday, right? Two days from now at the Linda Vista Golf Course. Registration is at 1. The shotgun start begins at 2. Festivities are going to go until 8 o'clock after the round. There's going to be dinner catered by the Miller Creek Cafe. To register, to see auction items, to see get every all the information you need, go online to cigarsonthewater.com, cigarsonthewater.com. Com. They have a live and silent auction. There's going to be artwork, fishing trips, hunting trips, rounds of golf, drinks available. There's going to be an after party at the Rhino. There's going to be live music throughout the afternoon as well. So it's going to be a very fun affair. And partial proceeds of the event are going to be donated to the Western Montana Shrine Club. So, again, go online, cigarsonthewater.com. Go to cigarsonthewater.com to register and find out all the sweet stuff you can win. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It has recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com.
If you like volleyball, if you like recreating, if you like just being out in the parks, then this is for you. It's Two Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. Hope you are well. At Gus Tutel on Twitter, at 1029 ESPN, and at Skyline Sports MT. We go now to the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in friend of the show, back with us again, the tournament director and the president of Dig Missoula Volleyball, Paul Standen. Paul, great to have you back. How are you? Hey, it's good to be here. It's good to be with you again, Ryan. Thanks I know for this, me, man. this is the first time that we've uh, done this over the phone. Usually you're good enough to come by, but circumstances being as they are, we do this thing over the phone, and that's all good as well. Let's talk a little bit about it because I want to get so much to get here. The new courts at yeah. Playfair Park, uh, the expanding of, of those courts, mm-hmm. hopefully, and just Dig Missoula in general. But you have gotten to a point now where you have now annually, Dig Missoula, hosted the biggest outdoor uh, beach volleyball sand volleyball tournament in the state of Montana. It obviously couldn't happen this year, but where are we at with that yeah. and the momentum that has been generated year by year? Because you started this thing, basically you and your wife in your garage like a decade and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, uh, uh, we were supposed to start, or we were supposed to have our tournament uh, July 11th, about a week and a half ago. Yeah. And, of course, ahead of that, we had to cancel for obvious reasons. And it's amazing the momentum that we have achieved over the years. This was going to be our fourth year. And uh, right out the gate, the first year, we were the largest tournament of its kind in Montana. It's a grass fours tournament, men's teams, women's teams. We have a... uh, we have different divisions within that, and then we also have a juniors uh, team or, or division as well. And um, and then actually last year, talk about growth, we uh, decided to, in order to get newer players in, uh, we started a co-ed uh, fours league there, uh, division there, and uh, it was a very popular uh, division, uh, getting the bringing in the new player, you know, so... Um, over the four years, it's been great. The growth has been just amazing. And I am blessed beyond anything with the folks that I do this with. Um, I'm just the cheerleader. Um, and I've, I've surrounded myself with, with very, very passionate people that uh, are uh, of the same mind. Well, I'll tell you what, you're you're cheerleading well because this is this is something that has shown not incremental growth, but big growth year by year, not merely yeah. the tournament, but Dig Missoula in general. Uh, and you have yeah. raised actually a significant amount of money that's not just for the program. You've been giving away scholarships, youth scholarships uh, year by year. Talk to tell the people about this because I found this intriguing. I mean, this is we're talking about. I mean, merely, but a, a, a civic community group of people that decided that they like volleyball and started playing. How many groups of those are out there? But who's doing scholarships, making enough, you know, putting together enough scratch to give scholarships to kids to go to school? Well, that was the thing that became, it, be, it came organically through my committee. Um, our tagline is building community through volleyball. And that said, you know, we wanted to bring people in, and and um, and then we decided to start raising money for other things like the sand courts that we'll talk about shortly. Um, and a couple of folks in within my board are involved in coaching, high school, that kind of thing. And 
Uh, I remember having our kids with us, and we were we were a soccer family, and club soccer traveling all over the Pacific Northwest, and my bank account took a plummet, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. And 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 so, fast forward to what we're doing now. I we realize that that it's it's not easy to do this kind of thing. So what we want to do is we want to hopefully help out uh, a, a kid in high school um, stay in volleyball. And uh, we've got a couple of scholarships that we've already given out uh, to keep a kid in volleyball and give them the, the a scholarship to the club of their choice in Missoula. Uh, to keep them in the sport, and um, our first recipient actually got a scholarship. Uh, it was, you know, got a scholarship to a college in Western uh, Washington, and uh, has been on uh, international volleyball trips and fun stuff like that. And it's just so rewarding to 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 be able to do that and affect a life that way. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just been great. So that's kind of how that that started. And then, you know, to, to keep going, we, 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 we want to bring kids into the sport as well. Um, in California, where I grew up, volleyball's a more prevalent sport. Um, here, not as much, although there is a good, solid volleyball community. And um, what we want to do is we want to develop the kids. And uh, one, of our, one of our committee members uh, formulated a, a, a youth development program and last February we did a we did a clinic a six week clinic uh, for the kids and I'll tell you what it was just it, it's so it, it's a free clinic for the kids we pay for it um, and we have great coaches that that are involved in this and uh, it was just so much fun the smiles on their faces and they were learning great skills wow. um, you know so it's just it's organically grown to where we are today yeah that's fantastic there's a lot there we were talking to with paul standon mm-hmm. he's the tournament director and president of dig missoula volleyball and uh paul i was down at playfair park last week and i'm walking around i go man i don't, I don't remember these being here these couple <laughs> of beautiful sand volleyball courts and they were full i got to applaud the, the folks that are playing they're playing you know uh you know there's a five on five whatever six on six something like that they had somebody mm-hmm. working the soap bucket and any time a ball went where it wasn't supposed they bring it over they gave the ball a wash a wipe down then they go back <laughs> to playing they're doing the thing but uh those courts at, at, at Playfair, if you haven't seen them uh, are spectacular tell the people i know this has been a dream of yours to actually get sand in here you said i hear from from california man this is you got to do this right with the sand courts and you got it done tell the people about this yeah so you know again moving here from california i used to in northern california i grew up playing in you know uh, northern california and santa cruz on the beach that kind of stuff um it's my favorite surface to play on uh, moved here uh saw the courts at playfair park there are four courts there uh, the sand was not great quality. It's pretty thin. Why well, would play there? Uh, and you you dive for the ball, skin your elbows, come home with you know bloody elbows and knees. Um, and I saw a need. And so uh, there are four courts at that facility. And what we wanted to do with my group here was create a a, a state of the art four court sand facility uh, here in Missoula. Uh, last August, we installed the first of the four courts. 
with the help of Missoula Parks and Rec, who have been just amazing. Uh, we've got a great partnership with them. And uh, our goal was to finish the job and install the remaining three courts. Uh, of course, with I mean, our, our big tournament this year was canceled, and we didn't quite hit that goal, though, over the year, we've been fundraising and we had enough funds to install one more court. So since you were there last Wednesday, uh, Friday, uh, we had a big work party and we dumped a, we got a bunch of sand from uh, Donaldson's out of uh, Hamilton and um, dumped a bunch of sand onto the, the courts there. And uh, it, it is nice. It is nice and soft and deep uh, it, it it is really nice i mean i'm, I'm sitting there looking yeah. at it. the kids were playing it you know that's a, if a court's not yeah. occupied it becomes just a sandbox for everybody you know mm-hmm. and uh, and mm-hmm. they were loving it so that is a a fantastic mm-hmm. addition to uh to the community and certainly to the volleyball playing uh community mm-hmm. as well paul standing joining us big missoula uh, volleyball paul when when people hear this they go okay you know What's the deal with volleyball? Kid, talk to you know we play volleyball inside, right? Because we're in Montana, so we got. The, mm-hmm. By the way, mm-hmm. is there any? Do you have any any synergy with? Uh, you talked about you know there's, there's a lot of people that do play kids playing volleyball. Obviously, all the high schools have them. Allison Lawrence mm-hmm. there at the University of Montana doing a great oh, yeah. job with the volleyball team. Good How friend. much overlap is there in you know the outdoor folks and the indoor folks? Is this a big rivalry? Are we all cool because it's all the volleyball? Or where are we at here? Well, it's a great close-knit community, and the folks that you'll find that are in that community play year-round. And so by virtue of that, when, when it starts snowing, we, we're playing in, in, inside. Uh, and, uh, and then once the, once the sun breaks and melts the, melts the snow, we're outside. Um, and then, you know, I've, I will play on grass. I, I started a thing at a local park about 16 years ago, um, you know, just building community that way, uh, by playing at a local park in, in, uh, in Missoula. Um, and, uh, and that just grows and grows, but the, you know, it, there's no rivalries. It's just a fun community and, and, uh, it, it shows when we're out there, you know, dumping sand on on uh, on the courts there uh, last weekend, and there's uh, all all these folks coming out with their rakes and helping us rake it out, and um, it, it's just a really good community. Um, and then we've got you know we're, we've got really nice alliances with 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 um, all the coaches and you know the various high school coaches, and and uh, again, it's a super close knit community. Um, and that's statewide. You know, we've we've got associations with, you know, everywhere from from Bozeman to Billings to the Flathead, uh, even Spokane. Um, and um, we've even got people traveling to these courts uh, because they're the best sand courts in the state. Uh, they're coming here to to, to play, um, and it's great. It's very rewarding. For people who maybe haven't played a lot of volleyball, you know, recreationally, maybe they get a, have some fun at somebody's barbecue or something like that, but maybe mm-hmm. they go, well, hey, this is maybe something I could spend a little bit more time doing. What's their in? Where's mm-hmm. their entry point with, with a, what you said is a close-knit volleyball community? How do you, mm-hmm. how do you graft yourself into that group? Well, you might do what I did. I don't know. Uh, I showed up here uh, with my, uh, we moved here from California. My wife is from Montana. So we moved the family to Missoula 
and I had my, my volleyball net, and I just started going out to Missoula Parks and Rec uh, leagues, that kind of mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a, uh, we were doing a thing at Bonner Park here on Mondays, turned into Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. I would say just come out um, whenever we see somebody kind of hanging out. Um, I'm motioning them, hey, you want to play? I mean, you know, come on in and, uh, and let's play. And um, uh, we, we do have designs to actually in the future have clinics uh, to get people started. Um, and that's another thing that we're developing uh, down the road as well. And we've got some pretty you know, solid people that are possibly coming to Montana to, to help us do that. Uh, where can people find out more information about Dig Missoula, specifically in general, mm-hmm. tournament dates, and all mm-hmm. the things that are going on? Mm-hmm. So come to uh, digmissoulavolleyball.org, and you'll find our website there, great website. Um, we are basically a grassroots nonprofit that's, uh, you know, just scratching away, doing our thing. Um, you know, they can come to us, they can contact us that way. Uh, and get a lot of good information about what we're doing in the community. And we get uh, lots of hits on our, on our Facebook page, Instagram, all of the usual outlets. Yeah, it works really well. Digmissoulavolleyball.org online if you're looking for it. Again, the Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. a ton of nonprofits, as we know, in, in Missoula and in, in Montana, and that's a great thing. I think it's an awesome part uh, a fabric of of life here it's also nice to just mm-hmm. do something because it's fun to do to go play a little bit of volleyball and then you know it, oh, yeah. it's a byproduct doing some good things for some kids out there then that's fantastic as well but have mm-hmm. a little fun play some volleyball with paul and his friends go to missoula volleyball <laughs> uh dig missoula volleyball.org and uh and enjoy yourself paul always appreciate it man i'm looking forward to uh, seeing yeah. some more of those courts coming through and how about how about a 2021 tournament can we pull that together well we've already set a date yes we are scheduled for july 11th 2021 okay and uh that'll be a saturday out at the newly renovated fort missoula regional park and uh that's where we'll be ahead of that you'll be able to see on our website and social media on uh, when you can start signing up generally we start getting signups as early as you know january february but then it really builds up through you know the springtime and uh and you can definitely get get you know get involved in our tournament uh next year as well um uh, you know but stay tuned for things that we're doing uh and you know we, we just keep posting stuff uh, out on social media as well to let people know what we're doing how about yeah. this sometime before that you and I get together in the studio, and we remind oh, yeah. everybody that this is happening. How's Absolutely. that sound? Okay. Let's, let's, yeah, let's do it for sure. I'll make a point of, we'll, we'll make a point of it. Absolutely. All right. Paul, always appreciate you, man. Thanks so much for being here. Okay, buddy. Thanks for all the support throughout the years. You got it. Paul Standen, okay. tur- tournament director, president, Dig Missoula Volleyball. I mean, there's some people you can't help but dislike, right? And then there's some people you just can't help but like. Paul Standen, he's one. He's an original, and uh, he he has done a lot for volleyball in Missoula and in the state of Montana at large, man. That's, that is impressive. Uh, always fun to uh, to catch up with him. It's 2 Telling the One is 102.90 ESPN Radio. Everybody's looking for good news. I got good news for you. Seattle's got an NHL team. 
At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Human brain loves symmetry, and finally, the NHL has it. It's Two Tell New Waters, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. You can also watch on YouTube if you would like. Two Tell New Waters channel available to you. So, very many different ways. Again, Coulter out today. Two Tell in. Always in. And uh, good to be with all of you. Uh, I was very happy. I saw this last night. Uh, that the the reveal and the official entrance into the NHL, even though the papers have been signed, we know there's been coming, but this is like, okay, this is the team now for the Seattle NHL franchise. The Seattle Kraken. K-R-A-K-E-N, the Kraken. That's right, the Sea Monster, which is so very apropos for a Seattle team. Uh, they, uh, I, if you want to check it out at Gus to tell on Twitter, uh, I have tweeted out both the sort of release video, the pump up video, right. And then, uh, the, uh, the sweater, but the logo, there's a couple different logos on this thing. Very well done. Uh, they got the letter S, but it's like one of the, you know, one of the tentacles, presumably of the Kraken with a little kind of red eyeball in there staring at you, even though it's a dark kind of Navy blue thing. Excellent work by Seattle's NHL franchise to come up with this, but then not to just get the name right, but to execute the release on this whole thing. Now, as a slight sort of parenthetical addition here, I would say, hey, Dan Snyder, are you watching? Are you paying attention to the right way to get a new logo and a new name correct? Okay? By the way... Speaking of, officially, this season, the Washington football team, their official name is the Washington football team. So you can put that away. By the way, I don't place any blame for that. In fact, I think it was a prudent move to think you're going to spend 30 days and you and your head, your owner, the owner and the head coach are going to come up with a new logo for your franchise is is idiotic and probably not even feasible because you got a whole bunch of of copyright law and everything else you got to deal with. So this is going to take some time to get a new team name and logo for Washington's football team. But we are there now for the Seattle hockey team. The other thing I love about this is there are uh, uh, 32 teams now in the NHL. It's even with 16 in each conference, 8 in each division. It mirrors football minus the fact that football's got four divisions of four as opposed to two divisions of eight. But in any case, you understand what I'm saying. You can get your 16-team postseason, and it all just feels very good. Okay? I'm very happy about this. Here's some things you may not have known. Okay? This team name has been 
first of all, something of a of like a crowdsource. Like people have been on this, screaming it at the at the owners, at the vice presidents, to use Kraken as the team name. Okay, they did it, but they didn't want people to know they were doing it, so they used they they like got dark web domains to be able to register the names that weren't traceable that people wouldn't know where they were coming from they had non-disclosure agreements in confidence with different you know businesses lawyers etc so that this would not get out there because they wanted it to be you know a surprise and satisfy everybody they also said uh that they are, they have placed, there were five finalists for the name, okay? Five finalists for the team name. They put those five finalists along with a Twinkie, uh, a Nirvana record, and a one stock, one share of Amazon stock into a time capsule and placed it at the Space Needle. And it is going to be opened in 2062, which is the 100th anniversary of the Seattle Space Needle. Okay? So, I don't know. Here's what I'm interested in. Take the names aside. In, what is that, 42 years? What do you think is going to be your best bet? Would you rather have the, the, the share of Amazon stock, the Nirvana record, or the Twinkie? I realize the obvious answer from a financial standpoint is the stock. However, as things change, who knew that Sears would be filing for bankruptcy? Okay. J.C. Penney, you heard of that? You, have you read that catalog recently? Probably you haven't. All I'm saying is 42 years is a long time. Not saying Amazon's not going to be there, but... Nirvana is timeless, my friends. You get yourself a Nirvana record at 2062. That's guaranteed to go up in value. Amazon, hmm? The winds. The winds blow. They come and go, man. You know, know. I'm not going to sit here and speculate about that. Anyhow, the Seattle Kraken 2021-2022 coming to uh, the town nearest you in the NHL. They are closer, right? Seattle than Calgary is very close. Actually, Calgary might be closer if you talk about like just direct line, but I think it's faster to get to Seattle. You got I ninety. You don't have to go according through customs. Uh, well, and you can go to Seattle at this point. I don't know that you want to at this point, but you can. You actually cannot go to Calgary uh, almost certainly. So anyway, congratulations to uh, the uh, Seattle Kraken and the uh, new NHL franchise there. It's 2 Tell and Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, hour number one in the books. The Big Sky Conference Football Media Days started today. All the coaches went today. The players, by the way, will go tomorrow. We heard from Bobby Houck in, uh, at the top of the show. We will hear from Montana State head coach Jeff Choate right after this. Kurt Spolaris. They're at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula and Highway 83 in Sealy. The weather is warming up, and it is time to get your dirt biking, off-roading, and on-laking activities to a maximum with Kurtz Polaris. Beta and Husqvarna dirt bikes tops in the industry, brand new for the season there at Kurtz. They also have all the great Polaris side-by-sides, including the Ranger, the Razor, the General, if you got work to do, if there's fun to be had, they got a side-by-side for you at Kurtz. 
You also, well, you want to have a little time on the lake, don't you? Doesn't everybody? How about a pontoon boat? That's the way to go. Get out there, get your cooler going, maybe take a grill out with you. You can even ski behind these things, man. Now, pontoon boats, they do it all. Crest pontoon boats from Kurtz Polaris. They are available, top of the line, brand new. Kurtz Polaris, Missoula, and Sealy. Summer, the way you always envisioned with Kurtz. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 